Thank you, Jesus. I'm glad to be with you once again for a brand new week of teachings. This week, we're going to talk about releasing your faith. <clears throat> releasing your faith. Father, I thank you, Lord Jesus, for this teaching ministry. I thank you, Lord, that you have given me people to listen. And Lord, I bless them, Lord, and I decree your divine favor upon them. Let favor encompass them as a shield, Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus. Lord, cause them to be alert. Cause their minds to be quick, sharp, fast. Cause them, Lord Jesus, to be blessed going out and blessed coming back in. Cause their enemies, Lord, to flee seven ways when no man chased them. And let the glory of the Lord fall upon the hearers, Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus. Well, let's go to Matthew, the eighth chapter. And let's start at the first verse. It says, when he was come down from the mountain, great multitudes followed him. And behold, there came a leper and worship him saying, Lord, if thou wilt, thou canst make me clean. Now we're gonna we're gonna do we we're teaching the word, so we just gonna dig into the intricacies of the word. We're talking about how to release your faith. The first thing he did was now remember Jesus had a lot of people following, multitudes. So you can infer that sometimes when you have a large church, that means that church might be teaching the right message, because Jesus had multitudes following him. He had multitude. He didn't have a small gathering. He had multitudes, numerous, unnumerable people following him. And so this one person, though, broke through the multitudes, and he broke through by worship. The Bible says he worshiped him. So we can infer from that that one approach to God, if you're trying to get something from God, is worship. Now, now, worship, every time I saw worship in scriptures, worship, when they use the word worship, it always involved a posture of the body. A posture of the body either kneeled before the Lord or he fell on his face. It was customary during that point in time to reverence the king. When David and different kings would walk in, the people would bow on their face and worship. Uh, bowing reverence to the king. I wouldn't say worship because they wouldn't necessarily practice idolatry, but they had a reverential respect, which can be interpreted as the fear of the Lord. They, they reverence the king. This is just a normal man. Well, Jesus is king, right? So the Bible says this man was a leper, and he assumed the posture of worship. He worshiped him. And then he said something. He had a faith saying. This is when he released his faith. He said, Lord, if thou wilt, thou canst make me clean. So he had to say something with his mouth. I talked about that last week. I talked about how the lady with the issue of blood, she said within herself, glory, hallelujah, that if I touch the hem of his garment, I shall be made whole. After she had that faith confession, she acted on the word by touching the hem. And when she touched the hem of his garment, that faith was released. 
See, you have to have a, a, a release of your faith to get anything from the Lord. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for. Hope is only in the imagination. What kind of hope would a sick person have if, if they got a, a faith? They would have a hope of being well. But if they had unbelief, they would be planning out what kind of funeral they wanted, who they want to speak, so forth and so on. That's the difference between faith and um, between hope and unbelief. Hope is believing that you're going to get better. But you have to go past the realm of hope into faith. And faith is an act. Faith without works is dead. So the work that this guy did was to say to the Lord, if thou wilt, thou can make me clean. Now, this man only believed in the realm of the senses. They had saw Jesus with their eyes. They saw Jesus heal the people with his words. They saw Jesus lay hands on the people and they saw the people get healed. <clears throat> During that time, men only knew Jesus in the realm of the senses. He ministered to unregenerated men through the physical, through the five senses, hearing, tasting, touching, smelling, or whatever. That's how he ministered in his earth walk. Now we are required to have a different level of faith. Thomas' faith is not going to work. The faith of the disciples is not going to work. Why? Because now Jesus is not ministering to us in the realm of the five senses. So you can't be a sense knowledge rule man to receive anything from the Lord. I hear men, they think they're full of wisdom, but they have developed their wisdom in the realms of the senses. They only believe things that they can see. <clears throat> so a lot of times men of this hour, even Christians, they can only believe what they can see. They run their experiment in the lab. The doctors say, if you take this medicine, you will get this. The doctor, the God gave the doctors wisdom and so forth and so on. And I'm not against physicians. And physicians are effective. They have learned how to manage the body, how to set the body in the proper order by medicine, or uh, if it's a bone, by setting the bone, in order to make the body either to make the pain go away or put the body in position to receive healing. And I'm not against that. This is what I'm saying. The doctors can only take you so far because they got uncurable diseases, right? So a man has to eventually get out of the realm of the senses into faith. Well, so let's continue. This man, had knew, he knew Jesus according to the realm of the senses. So he, he saw Jesus, he, he fell down, and he worshiped him. So he assumed a posture of the body, and he had a faith statement. He said, Lord, if thou wilt, thou canst make me clean. So he's saying, if Lord, if you will. Now, God has already revealed to us his will by the word. In the book of John, I think it's in 3 John, first chapter, I believe. I could be mistaken, but it's in that realm. He said, I would have it that you prosper and be in health even as your soul prospered. So if this guy had the written word, he wouldn't, he wouldn't have said, Lord, if thou wilt. He would have knew that it was God's will to prosper him. Well, we in Matthew and eight. Now we have verse three. It says, and Jesus put forth his hand and touched him saying, I will be thou clean. And immediately his leprosy was cleansed. <clears throat> now, 
the way you release your faith now, you would take 1 Peter 2.24. Let's go there. 1 Peter 2.24, it says, who his own self bear our sins in his own body on the tree, that we being dead to sins should live unto righteousness by whose stripes ye were healed. Now, the first thing he is saying is you don't have any more sins because one place he told a man, your sins be forgiven him and that healed the God body. So you can infer that practicing sin can make you sick, right? Some people get diseases from practicing sins, whether it be sexual, whether it be in alcoholism, or whether it be smoking or drug addiction. You can practice sin and get sick. But God is saying right here, he bore your sins in his own body on the tree. And he's saying that you are dead to sins. Now, if you saw Jesus, you might believe that. But you got to believe a written word just like you will believe it if Jesus was here. Because oftentimes Jesus used the written word because he said it is written. So if Jesus used the written word, you could use it. You could say it is written that I don't have any sins because Jesus bear my sins in his body on the tree. I am dead to sins. You are what God says you are. If he says you're dead to sins, you are. He said you live unto righteousness. If he said it, you do. And he says by whose stripes you were healed. If he said you're healed, you are healed. Now, the way you act on it, you read, you, you read that scripture and then you say, Lord, I thank you. I am healed. Thank you for the healing. And you say that no matter if the symptoms return or not, you hold fast to your confession of faith without wavering. I got a lot to say. I'm out of time. Be blessed. Well, hallelujah once again, brothers and sisters. I'm glad to be doing these messages and the fellowship with you through the airways. Hallelujah. And we're talking about how to release your faith this week. Father, in the name of Jesus, cause these messages, Lord, and these teachings, Lord, to be precise, precise, to enter into the area that my brothers and sisters are having trouble, to adjust them, Lord, to a different realm in you, to elevate them, Lord, spiritually, Father, to cause the blessings to flow, Lord, upon them and upon their households and upon their neighborhoods. And Lord Jesus, cause the blessings, Lord, to overtake them before faith coming by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So bless them, Father, abundantly, even just for, for hearing as it is written in the name of the Lord Jesus. Well, let's go back to Matthew, the eighth chapter. And let's start at the fifth verse. And when Jesus was entered into Capernaum, there came unto him a centurion, beseeching him, and saying, Lord, my servant lied at home sick of the palsy, grievously tormented. And Jesus said unto him, I will come and heal him. Now let me take a segue. About, I say about, I might have been in my 30s. I'm 47 now. Probably when I was about 35. Might have been all about 32. It, I was running this, this particular route. Well, it's on my route. And um, it was a, the lady at the time. She was probably about 80 back then. And um, <clears throat> maybe in her 70s. 
and she was sick. I had asked her granddaughter. Her granddaughter came to the mailbox, get the mail. I said, hey, I hadn't seen your grandmother in a while. She said, yeah, she's sick. Well, I just so happened to be praying and fasting. And I was at, at that time, I was infatuated about the ministry of Paul, how he would have handkerchiefs and aprons, and he would send it to people and get them sick. So I said, well, I'm going to do that. So I stopped by Family Dollar and buy some rags from Family Dollar, and I pray and fast. I fast all day, and I take a marker, and I write on, on one rag, I might write healing. On the next rag, I might write something else, miracle or whatever. And I pray and fast, and I have those rags on me during the day. And I pray over them, and uh, if a situation came up and I couldn't get to the person, I would send that rag. Well, that situation came up, and I, I gave that, that rag to the, the lady. I said, hey, lay this on your grandmother and say, I do this in the name of the Lord. And she did. And her grandmama got healed by the power of faith. Now, I was releasing my faith into that rag. And then she released her faith. When she put the rag on her grandmama, that was her act of faith. She released her faith by saying, I do this in the name of the Lord. And her grandmama released her faith when she received the prayer. I don't know what happened because I wasn't there when they did it, but she did it. And God did it. Why am I saying these things? You have to have a place of contact, whether it be your belief in the particular written word, your belief in the prayer of a person. However God can minister to you, he's willing to do it. Well, that lady, about a year or two later, her son had something wrong with his feet. And she told me, she said, well, I want you to pray for my son. I said, well, I said, you could go pray for him and just say, she said, no, nah, I, be I believe if you pray for him, he going to get healed. So her faith was in my prayer. Now, there's nothing wrong with that neither. But by her saying that, by her saying that, God was going to, by her saying, if I pray he was going to be healed, it was going to work because that's what was her confession. How many understand that? By her confessing that, she believed that he'll get healed if I pray. That means it was going to work because she had released her faith in the point that if I pray, it was going to be all right. But she didn't have faith in her prayer, which is, I'm not saying that to condemn. I'm trying to illustrate something before I read the rest of Matthew 8. Now let's go back to Matthew 8. So now she didn't release her faith, and then I was going to release my faith. And I did, and he did, and God did. God did and he did. Well, we are back in the uh, in the eighth chapter of Matthew. It says, Matthew 8 and 6, it said, And saying, Lord, my servant, lied at home sick of the palsy, grievously tormented. And Jesus said unto him, I will come and heal him. And the satyrian answered and said, Lord, I am not worthy that thou shouldest come under my roof. Listen closely. But speak the word only, and my servant shall be healed. Now, he just released his faith. His faith was in if Jesus should speak the word. Now, if he didn't say that, 
Jesus would have had to go and lay hands on him. But he released his faith. He said, Jesus, if you speak the word, it's going to work. That's what his faith was in. Now, you remember Thomas' faith was in. He said he will not believe unless he can stick his hand, his finger through the, uh, the nails and his hand in the side. Then he would believe. What a why I'm saying all these things. God will do whatever you say. One place, the children of Israel, not all of them, the ones that wouldn't believe, they said they'd be as grasshoppers. They said that, that they're not able to overcome the giants. And, and God said, as you have spoken in my ears, that is what I'm going to do. He will do whatever you say he can do. If you don't think you can do it, you can't. If you think you can, you can. Whatever you say or think, that's what it is. Because your faith is released by words. So the centurion, he said he's not worthy. Now, I don't know if that's a good statement for him to confess that, but, but Jesus hadn't died yet. You should never confess that you're not worthy. You should confess that you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. But this guy was unregenerated at the time. But I get his point. He's saying, I'm not, as, I'm not godly enough to have you under my roof. But watch his faith, though. Jesus, you ain't got to go all out your way. You ain't got to waste your time coming under, at my house, to my house. You know what, Jesus? You speak the word. Because the power of death and life is in the tongue. Your words have a weight to it. Because you, you spend time with the Father. You spend time in prayer. You spend time in worship. And the Father has laid the weight of your words upon them. Weight of his words upon you. So I know your words carry weight. Somebody say, I know my words carry weight. The satyrian knew that Jesus' words carried weight. And he said, speak the word only and my servant shall be healed. Verse 9, it says, For I am a man under authority, having soldiers under me. And I say to this man, Go, and he goeth, and to another come, and he cometh, and to my servant do this, and he doeth it. When Jesus heard it, he marveled and said unto them that followed, Verily I say unto you, I have not found so great faith, no, not in Israel. Jesus said, This is a faith man. He's never found faith like this in Israel. See, this man was operating on a different level than even the disciples. He didn't have to see Jesus touch the man. He didn't have to see Jesus be in, his, in the man's presence for him to get healed. Now, Jesus was living at that time, but a man with this kind of faith, he could have read in the word where it says, by his stripes, I am healed, and he could have got his healing that way. Why? Because he believed in the power of the word. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and the Word was made flesh. Jesus is the written Word. So whether you're seeing Jesus in the flesh yesterday or reading him in the, written, in the Holy Sanctified Scriptures now, it is the same anointing, and it is the same power. Brothers and sisters, don't read the Word and don't confess the Word like it's lightly or like it's... Uh, uh, like men, men telling lies and then speak the truth sometime. No, when God say by his stripes, you're here, you are. But you only are if you release your faith in that. When you say, you say, Lord, you said in your word, I'm healed. I am healed. I don't care what my body say. I don't care what the physician says. I am healed. I feel good. I feel fine. Body get in line. 
I got a lot to say. I'm out of time. Be blessed. Hallelujah, brothers and sisters. I'm glad to be with you one more time. We're talking about releasing your faith. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, Lord, give seed to me to sow, Lord, and give bread to the hearer, and multiply my seed sown in the name of the Lord Jesus. Let's go to John, the first chapter, and at verse 1. It reads, in the beginning was the word. Now, everybody know God was in the beginning, right? There's no beginning without God. So in the beginning was the word. So you can infer right there, if God was in the beginning, the word and God got to be the same person. Now, when, when Jesus was being tempted by, by Satan, he would, he would answer Satan, it is written. Now, you have to remember, Jesus, these words were written to train us, to educate us, to give us spiritual weapons in his, in his faith walk. So if Jesus always said it was written when he was driving out things that were contrary to righteousness, that ought to let you know you have to know what's written to drive out everything that's contrary to God's divine will for your life. For the New Testament is God's will for your life. It's the will and testimony. <clears throat> for you overcome by the blood of the lamb, whether it be the, the lamb of bulls and goats, or the old lamb, or whether it be the New Testament lamb, Jesus Christ, you overcome by the blood of the lamb and the words of your testimony. Our testimony is the New Testimony, the New Testament. So we overcome by the words that are written in the New Testament. So in John, the first chapter says, in the beginning was the word. And the word was with God. God said, what? Let there be light. And it appeared. Whatever he spoke, it came. Things that appeared were not made by things which were seen. They were spoken by words. So, so in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. You cannot separate men today from their words. Whatever men say, that's who they are. If they talk about this all the time, that's what they are. If they talk about that all the time, that's who they are. Whatever man say, whatever man talk about, you'll know him by his words. You'll know them by their Facebook. Read their words on social media. You'll know them. You'll know who a person is by their words. You hang around them enough. If, if they full of strife, they're going to start criticizing their neighbor, judging their neighbor. You'll know. And if, if they're full of the word of God, they're going to talk about the word. You might say, man, that's all they do is talk about the word. I'd have them even tell me, man, stop talking about the word so much. That's who I am. I'm connected with the word. I am one with Christ. One place it said, know you not that he that is joined to a harlot is one. So as a man that is joined with Christ is one with Christ. Man, he likened us uh, as, as, as the bride of Christ. Read the 25th chapter of Matthew. It talks about virgins having oil in their lamps. Some of them wise, some of them foolish. Jesus is the husband man. Hallelujah. We are the bride of Christ. We are joined to him. We are married to Christ spiritually. 
We are one spirit with him. We are seated together on the throne with him. We are seated together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. We have the power of attorney to use his words. Whatever you demand in the name of Jesus, he will do it. Whatever you say in the name of Jesus, he will do it. But he don't do it just because you said it. You got to believe in the, the word. You got to believe in the name of Jesus. You got to mix faith with it. See, when you say it, you can't say it and then tomorrow say, well, I guess it didn't work. You got to believe in the weight of Jesus' words. This word is heavy. If Jesus said, by his stripes you're healed, you are healed. Don't say that and then act like you're sick. You got to act healed even if you're sick because his word says you, you are healed. See, his word is the truth. The facts might be that you got a headache, but the word says you're healed. So when you take that word and dry that headache out or whatever it is, cancer, whatever it is, you take the word of God and you beat up the enemy with that word. And guess what? That demon going to have to leave. He's going to obey. He might try to act stubborn. He might try to stay there a day or two or a week, but you just keep pressing him. I'm already healed. Devil, you got to go. Cancer, you got to go. Sickness, you got to go. Poverty, you got to go. You take the word of God as a battering ram and you say it is written and you pummel the living daylights out of the devil. You whoop him, you beat him, you grind him to powder with that stone. See, if that stone fall upon you, if you fall upon the stone, you'll be broken. But if it fall upon you, it'll grind you to powder. If that stone, which is the word of God, if it falls on the devil, it's going to grind him to powder. If that word or that stone, Jesus is the chief cornerstone, but Jesus is also the word. So when you release that word, you're releasing that stone. When you release that word, you're releasing a nuclear bomb. It's stronger than a, a two-edged sword. It's sharper than a two-edged sword. It's stronger than a nuclear bomb. So when you release the word of God, you're releasing the power of God. It is written. When you drive out the enemy, you drive out poverty with the word of God. My God supplied all my need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. I have the money. Well, Derek, I sure don't see it. It'll be there in the name of Jesus. You watch. That's how you got to talk. That's how you got to release your faith. You got to have more confidence in the word than you have in the five senses and in in what you see with your eyes. Your bank account might look bad. Inflation might look bad. Right now, they got gas prices well over $3. I knew it was coming. Hallelujah. But it's not going to stop me. I'm going to get from point A to point B because I have the money. My God supplied all my need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. And you have the money because your God supplied all your needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. We will not be stopped. We will not be hindered. Yep, you, you might say, oh, the arteries, my arteries. I say in the name of Jesus Christ, your arteries are clean and elastic. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, you're healed. So receive that healing. Say, I have, I have the healing. I have it now. Not going to get it. You have it right now. And when you begin to talk that away, it'll disappear. You got to learn how to release your faith. You got to release your faith in the word. You got to believe in something that is not there. See, the word of God brings to not things that are. Hallelujah. You call those things to be not even though as if they are. Hallelujah. Let's go back to Matthew, the eighth chapter. And at the, at the fifth verse, it said, and when Jesus was entered into Capernaum, 
there came unto him a centurion besieging him, saying, Lord, my servant lied at home sick of the palsy, grievously tormented. And Jesus said unto him, I will come and heal him. And the centurion answered and said, Lord, I am not worthy that thou shouldest come under my roof, but speak the word only, and my servant shall be healed. For I am a man under authority, having soldiers under me, and I say to this man, go, he goeth, and to another come, he cometh, and to my servant do this, he do it. When Jesus heard it, he marveled and said to them that followed, what the guy was illustrating, he illustrated he controls everything by words. He controlled everything by words. He controlled everything by words. He controlled everything by words. For God has given you authority, brothers and sisters, to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Now let me keep chopping away. Verily I say unto you, I have not found so great faith. No, not in Israel. And I shall say, and I, I say unto you, that many shall come from the east and west and shall sit down with Abraham and Isaac and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven. But the children of the kingdom shall be cast out into all the darkness. There shall be weaving and gnashing of teeth. And Jesus said unto the centurion, go thy way and as thou hast believed, so be it done unto thee. As you have believed, so be it done unto thee. And his servant was healed in the self same hour. The challenge, brothers and sisters, this is to speak the word so much till you believe it. The reason people are not seeing the manifestation that they want to see because they don't believe it. You think you believe it. You only mentally accent it to it. The, in order to get out of the mental realm into the faith realm is only through confession. You got to confess the word of God until you believe the word of God. I got a lot to say, brothers and sisters, but I'm out of time. Be blessed. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Hello, brothers and sisters. I'm glad to be with you one more time. We're talking about releasing your faith. Father, make the complex easy, the complex simple, by giving me great words, Lord Jesus, and simplicity, Lord, to bring understanding, Lord Jesus, to bring revelation, Father. Let the Holy Spirit be unleashed within me today, Father, to speak, Lord, to the hearers of these words in the name of the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Well, brothers and sisters, we have Matthew the ninth chapter. And let's start at the first verse. Matthew 9 and 1. It says, And he entered into a ship and passed over and came into his own city. And behold, they brought to him a man sick of the palsy, lying on a bed. And Jesus, seeing their faith, said unto the sick of the palsy, Son, be of good cheer, thy sins be forgiven thee. Now remember, Jesus have to see your faith first. Without faith, it's impossible to please the Lord Jesus. He want to see some faith. He want to see what you've been saying. His, your words carry. He can hear what you say. You know, when he get in your presence, he know everything you done said. See, because your spirit is related to your words. Everything you say is in the spirit. See, one place in Ecclesiastics, think around the 10th chapter, they're talking about don't speak about the king, no, not in your bedchamber, for a bird shall go tell the matter. See, see, Elijah knew everything they were saying because they were speaking words. Your words are a spirit. 
The spirit realm knows what you said, whether good or evil is in the spirit realm. That's why Jesus said, man, going to give account for every word for by our words, you'll be justified and by our words, you'll be condemned. Your words are very important because your words reveal what you are. You cannot separate a man from his words. See, that's why God say all liars going to have their place in the lake of fire. Their words reveal that they are deceitful. See, the son of man couldn't lie. God can't lie. So you can trust his words. When he, see, a man that lies, it's hard for him to have faith because he don't believe in his own words because he knows his words are not truthful. Well, see, Jesus' words are truthful. You can trust in his words. But a man that's a liar, he has trouble with faith because he don't believe in his own words. So, brothers and sisters, that's why I be a man of your word. God is a man of his word. God said it, he'll do it. He gonna do it if he said it. But he requires faith of you. You believing in his words. So he says, son, be of good cheer. Thy sins be of good cheer. Thy sins be forgiven thee. And behold, certain of the scribes said within themselves, this man blasphemed. And Jesus knowing their thoughts. See, they didn't say it out loud. He knew what they were saying, even though they didn't say it. He knew they thought they said it within themselves in their spirit. And Jesus, knowing their thoughts, said, Wherefore think ye even in your hearts? See, it was in their spirit. For what is easier to say, Thy sins be forgiven thee, or to say, Arise and walk, but that you may know that the Son of Man, Son of Man means prophet, have power on earth to forgive sins. Then said he to the sick of the palsy, Arise, take up thy bed, and go into thine house. And he arose and departed to his house. But when the multitude saw it, they marveled and glorified God, which have given such power unto men. Hallelujah. So once you're looking right here, you're seeing that Jesus used his words to drive sicknesses out of people. Now, I'll tell you this. This happened last week. It was a man. He came to me one day, you know, just moved in this apartment on, on my route on my mail route. Those of you who don't know me, I'm a mailman. And he told me, he said, man, uh, he's a veteran. He said, man, I got everything going on. Man. I'm fighting depression, uh, high blood pressure, diabetes, just all kind of stuff. And at first day, I didn't say too much. I said, well, man, what church you go to? He said, he don't go to church, but he believed this and that. Then the next day, I called him a day or two later, same thing, this day, I said, I'm a minister to this, to this man this day. We're going we're gonna to deal with this. I said, well, Lord, do you believe in Jesus and pray? He said, yeah. And I told him, I said, well, I want you to say something. I want you to say when, when Brother Derek lay his hands on me, I'm going to be healed. I said, can you say that? He said, yeah. He said, when Brother Derek lay his hands on me, I'm going to be healed. Now, what I'm doing is I'm teaching him how to release his faith. See, because I knew, I just know from years of experience, if I don't get the person to do that, I'll lay my hands on the power of God to go through their, their body, but they, they won't get healed unless they release their faith. See, I have prayed over paper towels and released the anointing of God in it. Well, when the people get the paper towel, they say, man, this, I can feel heat coming from the paper towel. 
I'm not saying all that to glorify myself, but give praise to God. You could do this too. I can show you how to do it. If you just listen to me though. The divine energy of God, whether you can feel it or not feel it, it won't work unless the other person released their faith. So I gave this man something to say. I said, say that when brother Derek lay his hands on me, I'll be healed. So I had him say that three or four times. Then I grabbed the scripture and I took him to the scripture in, in, John, in uh, James, where it says, if any sick among you, let them call for the elders of the church, anoint them with all in the name of the Lord, and the prayer of faith shall save the sick. Now what I'm doing is I'm getting him to believe in the word, in the written word. Now he need me to help him because he can see me. So he can see me obeying the word. He can see me taking the all. I keep the all in my mail truck. He can see me taking the all, putting the all on, on my finger and putting the all on his head. He can see that. He can feel me lay hands on his chest because he said he had a heart problem. So after I read that and had him confess that, then I took him to, to, to Mark 16, where it says, These signs shall follow them that believe, and one of the signs is they shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. I read that to him. Then I said, and now I said, and I said again, when brother Derek lay hands on me, I'm going to be here. He said it again. So then I known him with all, and I put my hands on his chest, and I prayed the prayer of faith. I said, in the name of Jesus, I command this heart to beat with the rhythm of life. Heart disease be gone. High blood pressure, uh, blood pressure be 120 over 80. Blood sugar be at a perfect level. And the spirit of depression. And I command you to lead a man in the name of Jesus. For I cast out devils. I said, now say I got it. He said, I got it. Man, I came back the next day. That man was smiling and happy. He said, man, who, who, who you is, man? I said, I'm just Derek King. He said, no, who you is? I said, I'm, I'm Derek. But I thought about it later. I am a son of God. For it is God at work within me, both the will and the do of his good pleasure. Why am I telling you these things? You are sons and daughters of God, for it is God is at work within you, both the will and the do of your good pleasure. Hallelujah. So when you get faith in the written word, when you put your faith in what God has said, you're going to get results. See, God cannot lie. If God say you shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover, you got to practice the word. Faith without works is dead. See, if a person needed finances, first of all, they got to do a prophetic act. God say, give and it shall be given unto you. Good measure pressed down, shaking together, running over, men given to your bosom. Well, people say they need money. And you say, well, sow a seed. And they say, I don't have it to sow. You got to sow something. One time a guy said he was broke. I said, how much you got on you? He said, $2. I said, give it to me. He wouldn't give it to me. He missed the revelation. I was trying to get him to act on the word. He was worrying about how much money he had. You act on the word, you don't have that worry about how much money you have because you're going to have money because the word say you will. If the word say give and it shall be given, God didn't tell a lie. God is well able to make it come. Now, once you give and it's going to be given to you, when the man come and say, hey, man, I got a, a job paying $35 an hour, don't say no, I don't want the job. I gave and I'm going to sit at home. No, that's God's way of giving it to you, Jack. Faith without works is dead. God is going to give you favor 
to put you in position to give you the power to get wealth that he may establish his kingdom on earth. But you got to act on the word. You got to release your faith. Brothers and sisters, I got a lot to say. Once again, I'm out of time. Be blessed. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Yes, sir. Hallelujah. I'm glad to be with you one more time. Hallelujah. We're making the complex look easy. Hallelujah. We're going to use the, the Holy Spirit that's on the inside of me, on the inside of you. And we're going to learn about releasing our faith. And we're going to be victorious. We're going to be new creatures. We're going to be world changers. We're going to possess the land just like Caleb, just like Joshua. Hallelujah. I bless you, brothers and sisters, on this Friday in the name of my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. You are at water day. You at the, uh, the Brother King and Jesus Christ School of Infantry. Hallelujah. Spiritual Infantry. Hallelujah. We're going to release our faith and we got the victory. Let's go to uh, uh, Matthew, the ninth chapter and at the 18th verse. Father, I ask that you bless these words. Glory, hallelujah, for they're already blessed. And Lord, cause increase to come, cause revelation to come. Cause, Lord Jesus, your power to rest upon the mouths, Lord, of your children. This day, Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus. Matthew 9 and 18. While he spake these things unto them, behold, there came a certain ruler and worshiped him, saying, my daughter is even now dead. Now watch his faith statement. But come and lay thy hand upon her and she shall live. Now, his faith was in Jesus coming and laying his hand upon his daughter. He said if Jesus come and lay his hand upon his daughter, she going to live. He didn't say she might. He said she going to live. Now, you have to have a release of your faith. I heard, I meet people wherever they faith at. People say, well, pray. I got to have a procedure done. But pray when, they, when I have this procedure, they'll, they'll find it all and get it all out. I say, okay, we're going to believe that. And it'll work. They'll have the procedure done. And the doctor say, you know what? I think we got it all. It'll work. They, get, they can go to a higher level of faith. They can say, hey, you lay hands on me and that cancer going to disappear. And that'll work. It's whatever the person's faith will allow them to believe. Now, the word says, by the stripes of Jesus Christ, you're already healed. Now, you'll get whatever your faith allow you to believe. You can go as high as you want to go. But if you're having trouble believing some of the word, you got to confess it until you believe it. That's how it works. You keep on saying it like it's written until faith cometh. Glory. And Jesus arose and followed him, and so did his disciples. Now, Jesus had a heart to heal people. I have a heart to heal people. You have a heart to heal people. He arose and followed him. Well, he's on his way to, to raise the dead. And another situation come up. It says, and behold, a woman, which was diseased with an issue of blood, 12 years, came behind him and touched the hem of his garment. What was she doing? She was acting on faith. She came behind him and touched him. 
Now watch what she said. Listen closely. For she said within herself, if I may but touch his garment, I shall be whole. She had a faith confession. Her, when she touched him, she released her faith. You remember I was telling you yesterday I had to have that guy confess. When, when Derek laid hands on me, I'd be healed. What I was doing was I was making him release his faith. See, I, I watch people, they'll go to the altar to get prayer, right? The, the, the pastor or whoever ministering the, the service might say, come to the altar and receive such and such. Well, you can't just go up there and receive it unless you release your faith. See, you remember I read in other chapters that Jesus saw their faith. You don't just get it just because the pastor said it. You have to release your faith. You have to say something. You have to say, when I go to this altar, if they don't lay hands, if they pray, you got to say, soon as he get through praying and say, amen, soon as he say, amen, I got it. I heard Brother Hagen, Kennedy Hagen, tell a testimony. He said he had something where his face was twisted all the way around. When he smiled, one side of his face would go one place and the other side would go the other place. And he said he, he, he was going to go to church that night and get prayer. Say, say when they make an altar call, I'm going to have them pray for you. He said, well, they ain't make an altar call. He said they got ready to dismiss. He said right when they got ready to dismiss, he said, hey, wait a minute. I came to get prayer. He said, no, nah, he was only waiting for the guy to say amen. He said when they say amen, he was going to release his faith. He said he didn't even hear what the guy said too much, but he said when he say amen, he said, I got it. He hollered out, I got it. He said nothing happened. Went home that night. Faith was still like that. Went out the next day. Faith was still like that. He said, hey, I thought you said you got healed the other night when, when they prayed for your prayer. He said, I did. They said, well, why your mouth still like that? He said, I'm already healed. Don't you worry about it. So it went on for a couple of days and I don't have time to tell the whole story. But in other words, it disappeared. It disappeared. I wish I knew exactly what title that was, but it disappeared because he held fast to his confession. So you got to have a point where you release your faith and you got to hold fast to your confession. So the lady has said within herself, it says, and behold, a woman which was diseased with the issue of blood, 12 years, this is at the 20th verse, Matthew 9, came behind him and touched the hem of his garment. For she said within herself, if I may but touch his garment, I shall be whole. But Jesus turned him about, and when he saw her, he said, daughter, be of good comfort. Thy faith have made thee whole. What made her whole, brothers and sisters? Her faith. She released it. Releasing your faith is like, you know you got power, but you got to turn the light switch on. You can have money and don't release it. You might not have an ATM card. Then you can't get the money to release it. If the bank closed and you don't have an ATM card, you can have a million dollars and you might not be able to release your faith or release your money. You gotta, it got to be released. When you buy something, you got to release something. And the woman was made whole from that hour. And when Jesus came into the ruler's house and saw the minstrels and the people making a noise, he said unto them, give place for the maid is not dead, but sleeping. That was him releasing his faith. And they laughed him to scorn. 
Brothers and sisters, when you live like I live, people gonna mock, laugh, practice witchcraft against you. Yeah, look at him. He just is stupid. I hope he get it. I, I, this a man told me on my mail route. A man actually said this. He said he hated Trump, and he said he hoped Trump get the coronavirus and die. A man said that to me. You know, I, I don't understand that. I don't care who you voted for, but what kind of vitriol and hatred is that? You know, so you're going to have people that'll laugh you to scorn. You're going to have people that'll hate you or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you shouldn't hate nobody no matter what all of the political spectrum they own. You shouldn't walk in hatred. You know what I'm saying, brothers and sisters? So, you know, um, they laugh Jesus to scorn. Because he said the lady, the girl is not dead. See, when you walk in faith, people are gonna hate you sometimes. They're gonna laugh at you. They're gonna say, man, you, this man a fool. This man, he'll believe the Bible. He actually believed the Bible. When the Bible says he healed, he has to believe the Bible. Don't have a doctor. Man, you better stop being a fool and get you a doctor. Yeah, I know God healed, but you better be, not be a fool. Oh, Lord, help us. Lord, help us. A person to say that don't even know that they don't really believe. They really think they helping the person. Now, I ain't telling you, no, don't say, Brother King told us don't get it. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, let, let the people be at whatever level of faith they're at. If they die, don't you worry about it. They gone to heaven. Now, watch what Jesus do. But when the people were put forth, he went in and took her by the hand and made and the maid arose. And the fame here went abroad into all the land. And when Jesus departed thence, two blind men followed him, crying and saying, Thou son of David, have mercy on us. And when he was coming to the house, the blind men came to him, and Jesus said unto them, Believe ye that I am able to do this. He required faith, brothers and sisters. And they said unto him, Yea, Lord. And he touched their eyes, saying, According to your faith, be it unto you. And their eyes were open. Brothers and sisters, I got a lot to say. Walk in faith. Be blessed.